Hello, hello, hello. This is Kristen Gunch, the host of Office Escape, and uh, this is a test trial recording, first first one here, and I'm um, going to touch on a couple things and then check sound and just see how this goes. So um, I've been inspired given this crazy year, 2020. Um, my Business was closed instantly as soon as the borders were closed. We run a bed and breakfast, my husband and I, in Costa Rica. And as soon as those borders closed, uh, business just dried up naturally. So it it wasn't so much that we were forced closed uh, by the government, although um, they would have tried. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, with all that extra time on my hand, I fell in love with podcasts and YouTube different shows and stuff. And uh, given how much I love listening to them, uh, I realized I have a lot to share as well. And that maybe um, it might be a good fit for me to start a channel of my own. So this channel is to talk about the success stories of escaping a typical nine to five job. Um, uh, I'll go over kind of my background um, and where I want this podcast to go. But um, today I'm going to start with just telling my story. Uh, eventually, though, I would like to host uh, interviews with other people in my life. I've got a large circle of um, really amazing people who have all managed to either avoid ever ever falling into the trap of a typical nine to five job, or uh, they too have escaped. And um, one thing kind of in common with with all those people is they're creative, they're driven, and they have more than one gig. So um, I'll start with my story. I graduated um, in Northern California from university in 01 with a bachelor's in business administration and emphasis in marketing. And after I graduated, I felt the typical pull that I had to go into corporate. And I think that was because so many corporate recruiters were coming around and our professors were, you know, really pushing us to interview with the recruiters that were coming. And uh, so I interviewed and I I ended up landing, um, I had some internships while I was in school. And when I graduated, I already had a job uh, lined up. So I moved back down to the San Francisco Bay Area and uh, started corporate. And I, I, my first one was renting cars, management trainee with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. That was interesting because you were, uh, you had to wear a suit and um, with women, skirt suits had to be like almost to the knee and you had to wear nylons, but you also had to change tires, like work on cars. (laughs) It definitely built character. But uh, we started out at like 28000 or something. It was, it was really low starting salary. And I could only handle the long hours for so long. I think we worked 50 hours a week. Um, so I switched jobs and I moved to another corporate gig. And it was a textbook publishing company for uh, college textbooks. And um, I like some of the new challenges, but... Now I was stuck in the office, at least at Enterprise. I was out doing customer pickups and going to drop off cars at other um, branches and that kind of thing. And now I was like stuck inside under these 
awful fluorescent flickery lights and it was like dark and depressing in there. And I was surrounded by people who not only didn't love their jobs, it, they they didn't like their life. They didn't like their existence. Like the, it just felt like really heavy, uh, not so much negative energy, but just blah energy. It was like a void going there every day. Uh, so I decided, okay, this isn't the right fit for me. You know, it's funny because um, that company actually hosted and a seminar there from Franklin Covey, the planner uh, company. And um, it was a motivational talk. And in it, they said, if you're unhappy, it's up to you to leave your job, which I remember someone raising their hand, like, isn't the company paying you a lot of money to come here? And you're essentially telling us if we're unhappy, we should leave, which means they're gonna have to find new people. And the person giving the talk said, well, that's yeah, it's exactly what they're paying us to do because it's not to their benefit to have people here who don't want to be here. They want they want people who want to be here. <laughs> and I heard that loud and clear and was like, I am not happy. So I ended up interviewing for a small business, um, which I thought was going to be a major step in the right direction, getting away from the big corporation and going to the small business. So I got a job at a small financial planning firm in San Francisco. I had a window office in the financial district, and I thought I had like made it. And uh, that job was um, client services and event planning, which was really fun. I was back on the road again. I was scoping out different um, places where we could hold events, and I would uh, do all the planning and setup of the events and orchestrate the events. And um, I, I liked the challenges, but it just was like the the same thing, different job. Like I was unhappy. So I started and I was commuting now. I was commuting on BART, which is really loud um, and a long commute. It was timely. And I just, uh, you know, had a lot of time on my commute to think about, okay, something's not right here. And I'd remembered a college professor um, saying to me back when I was in school, Figure out what it is that you would do if you weren't getting paid. Whatever that is, make it your passion. Throw your everything into it. And he went further to say, and don't even worry about how you'll make money because the money will come. You know, I, I could, I, I kind of, I take that um, given my experience and say, do both. Like, put make it your passion, but also think about how you can monetize your passion because there's lots of creative ways that that you can especially now with the internet um like what i'm doing right now just just broadcasting a talk um you can you can video if your passion is working out you can do workout videos and put them on youtube and get monetized so there's lots of creative ways to to make money doing what you love um but it is figuring out what it is that you really love. So for me at the time, I was um, in my mid-20s and I you know, thought long and hard about, okay, this, uh, this isn't working. What would I do tomorrow if I, didn't, if I didn't have to go to work? What would I do? And I was like, you know, I'd probably go for a hike and do some yoga. 
<laughs> so that for me became my little lighthouse. And I started looking into yoga classes, taking yoga classes, practicing at home, and started looking into yoga teacher trainings. And I found a couple in California that were, they were kind of what I wanted, but both of them required two weeks off from work. Then you go back to your normal life for a month and then another two weeks off. And I had already taken a pretty life-changing, awesome trip um, for almost a month to Europe with my best friend. So to me, that's all I heard is a month off of work. If I'm taking a month off of work, why wouldn't I go somewhere really cool? and new. And that's when I found the perfect, uh, for me, teacher training in Costa Rica that was a month-long intensive. And so I thought, okay, we'll see what a flight costs. And I look up a flight. It was like 300 round trip. I was like, done, going to Costa Rica. So I had planned to quit my job before I left and a coworker talked me out of it. She's like, you don't know, you might want to come back. Like, don't quit. Just tell them that you're, you know, going to come back. So I took her advice and told him I just needed to go do this training, which he agreed. But of course, once I got down there and I was like in Costa Rica, you know, travel, I traveled for two weeks first and then did my month long, um, training. So it was a month and a half. I wasn't going to go back to that job that I was running away from. So I ended up, you know, sending a letter of resignation. The boss was not too happy about that, but uh, I never looked back. So um, I ended up staying four months in Costa Rica on that first trip. I really fell in love with the lifestyle and the culture of, um, you know, making enough money to live rather than like living to work, which was I, growing up in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. It was that everyone was a workaholic there. And um, even my dad growing up, my dad, you know, his generation, you work for the same company, you stay loyal and dedicated, and then you get, you know, your reward, your pension or whatever, you know, in your older years. And things have really changed for our generation. And it's, it's really not the same. You know, not necessarily going to get that same reward for being loyal. And for me as a woman um, who was in corporate, I realized the best way to work your way up was to change jobs um, or at least come to your boss with an offer from another company in order to get a raise, which um, did happen to me uh, a little later as I did end up back in corporate. So I went and did my teacher training. I spent four months in Costa Rica. Um, I ended up back in California to visit some relatives that were um, coming down from Canada, where I'm born. And um, a friend wanted to go move to Costa Rica with me. So I thought, okay, I need to make money. How am I going to save up? So um, at the time, I was working at a snowboard shop because to me, that was the closest thing to like working at a surf shop in Costa Rica. So I was working at a snowboard shop in the Bay Area and loving it. I loved all my coworkers. I was having a great time. Um, but this friend was urging me. She wanted to go to Costa Rica for three months. So I thought, okay, I'm going to have to get another office job. So I found one on Craigslist that was like perfect location to where I was living. I, I could ride my bike. And it uh, they wanted either part-time or full-time. So I thought, perfect. I'll work there part-time and I'll keep, you know, the snowboard job. And um, I interviewed and they loved me and they were like, we want you full time. 
So that was my first compromise. I thought, okay, I'll work full time at the office job. It was a three month contract. So I thought, bust my butt for three months. I'll make the money and then go live in Costa Rica again. So um, I kept the snowboard job. So I'd work at the office all day, then go to my snowboard job at night. And um, that was all great until they like really fell in love with me and offered me a full-time position, which I really didn't want to accept because I really wanted to get back to surfing and uh, being a beach bum in Costa Rica. So I didn't accept at first and um, just kind of left it on the table, but my boss kept asking me and I just kept kind of putting it off. And then, you know, random state of circumstances, my brother ended up getting um, injured and was in the hospital and my boss slid the offer in front of me again and said, sign right here on the line and you can get paid today to go visit your brother. So I suckered in. So I signed. And for me, I'm one of those people where if I, if I take on the job, I'm going to give it at least a year. So I knew I was postponing my dream for a year, but it was a really cool company. And I was, I, I was really happy there. So I ended up working there for three years. Um, best experience I had. We were raising money for nonprofits, educating people about living sustainable lifestyles. Um, so it really was in line with, you know, where the direction I was going with wellness of um, yoga. And eventually I became a massage therapist, but that was later. So um, I'm working corporate. And um, when I started, I had a garden view and that was nice. I just looked at the trees and the flowers out the window when I needed a break. And then uh, we moved up to the third floor and I got a window view that looked out at the hills of the peninsula in the Bay Area. And as beautiful as it was, that was really hard for me because I was stuck behind a computer doing customer support, just like answering customer issues and uh, moderating the chat rooms and the social media aspect of our business. And so I was, I was stuck. I felt uh, under the fluorescent lights, once again, looking out this window at a world and just going like, wow, there's so much going on out there and I'm stuck in here. So one day I got offered, I got an email, random email, haven't talked to this woman in a while, but she was the owner where my yoga teacher training had taken place in Costa Rica. And she said, I have no idea what you're up to these days, but any chance you want to come down here and teach yoga for me. And I was like, what? Oh my God, my dream. I'm going to get paid to live in Costa Rica. Like, heck yeah. Um, so it was a three month job offer for $500 a month, which is not very much. <laughs> I had like full 401k, like matching benefits, really good benefits, um, and a pretty nice salary. So my family flipped when I told them I'm packing up and I'm leaving my job for three months. I, I wanted to quit again, but I was talked out of it. Don't quit. Um, I was actually talked out of it by the company. I was trying to quit and they said, well, we don't want to lose you. We want you to stay. If you promise to come back, we promise your job will be here. So I thought, okay, that's probably the responsible thing to do. I'll go down there for three months. That's that's a dream come true. And then I'll come back and I'll still have my cushy job that I love. And so I went down there and, uh, oh, I even worked into the deal, like, because 500 a month, that was kind of scary to go live on. So I thought, 
why don't I work one day a week while I'm down there so I can keep on top of things so I don't come home to a nightmare when I do come back to my job. And they agreed to that. And then I got down there and I'd have to like go to an internet cafe and sit there for eight hours, eight hours in Costa Rica. That is, that is a forever shift. (laughs) I don't think anyone works eight hour shifts in Costa Rica. So I was like miserable on that day that I had to work. So then I started breaking it up into like two, four hour days, but even still, that's the last thing I wanted to do. I wanted to be surfing, playing Frisbee on the beach, yoga, whatever, frolicking in the sand and in the jungle. Um, so, uh, when I, um, oh, and another wrench in the plan, but a good one, the boss lady, my yoga boss down there loved having me and she wanted to go to Europe for the summer. So she was begging me to stay on longer than the three months. But I had made that promise to that corporation back home that I would return. And I believe in the, you know, the power of a handshake and really keeping your word. And so I wasn't going to go back on my promise. They they promised to keep my job. I promised I would come back. So, you know, I just told her, I'm really sorry. I would love to stay, but I can't. And anyway. A couple months in, I don't know, maybe two months into this stint, um, I'm told that there's a mandatory meeting that I have to call in for, which um, it's funny. I didn't. I was like, sorry, if you guys had told me sooner, I would have scheduled it, but I already have a meeting and really the meeting was me getting a massage. (laughs) So (laughs) anyway, like go get my massage. And then I like blissfully hang out in a hammock, staring out at the ocean until it's time to teach my evening yoga class. And then I like float over to yoga and is the most amazing, like miraculous full moon rising over the ocean as I'm teaching this yoga class to the sounds of the jungle. I mean, it was like out of a movie set. I couldn't believe it. It it was like pinch me. This is my life. And so after this amazing evening yoga class, I'm like floating back down by the office where I keep my computer um, during that time. And I'm like, oh yeah, what was that meeting? I should probably check and see what that meeting was about. So I I log in and I listen to the, I, I don't know, I think they sent me an email or something. So I read the email and they were like, we really wanted to tell you in person. It's why we tried to have that meeting. But unfortunately, this was 2009. Unfortunately, we had to do a big long round of layoffs and, you know, we had to lay you off. And I jumped up. I had this most mellow day ever. <laughs> jumped up and down. Like, yes. I'm free. I was so excited. (laughs) And I like skipped all the way back to this shack that I had rented on the beach for 180 bucks a month. And uh, my, my Tahoe boyfriend was down there with me at the time. And I remember I'm so excited to tell him that I'm, you know, I've been laid off and now I get to stay. And his face like, falls. And I'm like, how is he not happy for me? This guy, um, I, I like, idolized him in a sense because he had figured out how to make a living being a wildfire firefighter in the summers and a ski patroller in the winter, which I thought was dream job, both of them. So um, he like wasn't happy for me. I'm so confused. And then I realized it's because he he was connecting the dots that I wasn't coming back. That meant that I was staying there and he definitely had to go back to his job. So uh, anyway, we 
we decided to break up right there. He went and traveled on his own in Costa Rica and I stayed and I started painting the shack that I was renting to make it cuter and make it home because I knew I was going to get to stay. And anyway, it was like the best year and a half of my life living in that shack and teaching yoga, just a five minute walk from the shack. And then the, the little town was a 10 minute walk away. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a car. Uh, I just had a beach cruiser and a surfboard and my yoga mats, you know, and I was happy as could be. It was um, such an amazing, simple life. Uh, But, you know, after a full year of it, I realized I wasn't going to go anywhere and I wasn't going to be able to save any money. And um, and because I had bought a property already uh, while I had my cushy corporate job, I had a mortgage to pay. And so I really needed to come up with a better plan. Um, So I thought about and started, I tried starting a business down there, which was kind of working, but I I just, I just kept feeling, feeling drawn back to the US. And I had come home from my best friend's wedding and done this road trip with my family all the way up the Western coast and into Canada. And just was like, yeah, I need to be back with my people. So um, I went back for a little while just to, you know, tie up any loose strings and then ended up moving back to California, went to massage school, graduated, moved to Tahoe, um, where I really wanted to become a snowboard instructor. <laughs> I don't know how that was going to make me rich, you know, on top of yoga, but um, it just seemed like a fun job to do. So I moved up here without much of a plan. Um, and when I say here, I'm still here. I'm here right now in Tahoe. So I've been in Tahoe for the last 10 years. And um, I did get the job as a snowboard instructor at Heavenly Ski Resort where I met so many really cool people and I hope to interview a lot of them on this podcast. So uh, there's that. And um, let's see, what have I been doing since? So it's 10 years now I've been living in Tahoe. I've since bought another property in Costa Rica. Uh, My parents bought me out of the one that I went in on with them. Um, And we bought another property that has a bed and breakfast on it. So my husband and I run that bed and breakfast. That's what got closed down at the beginning of COVID. Uh, We also have a wakeboard water ski school on the lake. Uh, I also still do massage. uh, Not so much now because of COVID. But um, last year, had a lucrative gig up here at the lake. And um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I've been able to make make it all work. We own two California properties in Lake Tahoe, one of which I bought before I was married uh, with my massage and snowboard and yoga income. Um, And that one is walking distance to the heavenly gondola, the casinos, the nightlife, the outdoor concerts. I mean, it was so fun. That was my, my amazing little bachelorette pad. Uh, I still have that cabin. It's now um, rented out. Um, And then we uh, have another property here in Tahoe that's a duplex where we live in one side of it and rent out the other side long term. And so we have that income plus the water ski school, plus the bed and breakfast, plus my massage uh, school stuff. And then my husband um, 
in the winters for the past 20 some odd years uh, has been a coach of a competitive snowboard team. And then he also does uh, the race department competition services, I think it's called. And uh, he still comes and does that as of, as of last year, anyways, he came back and worked for them for a month just to, you know, stay in contact with all of his, his colleagues and um, keep his pass and get a little time in on the snow. Uh, we don't know if he'll do that. Uh, much longer, but, um, and this year, I mean, everything's up in there. We're not sure really where we're going to be, but, uh, that's where we are in, um, overall in our lives. And it's, uh, it's amazing. Do I miss corporate? No. Do I miss the nine to five? Definitely not. When I was there, my life had become a perpetual countdown and I was active. Like I rode my bike to the office often yeah, either rode all the way there. Or I rode to the train station, took the train and then rode the rest of the way. And then I hiked on weekends or went on road trips. But I just remember during the week, it would be like five days to go Tuesday, four, four days to go Wednesday. Okay. Three days, Thursday, starting to feel a little lighter, like, okay, only two days left. And then Friday would be like the longest day ever. I'd be like, oh my God, get this day over with, get me out of here. And then I would usually hop in my car to try and like get to nature somewhere. And the traffic there is horrendous. So I'd sit in traffic for like five hours to try and get out of there. And then you get there late and you have one day to like really unwind and relax and have no responsibilities. But then Sunday you're thinking, oh man, I got to beat traffic to get back and tomorrow I got to work. And uh. so it just, I, I needed time freedom. I needed flexibility in my schedule and I, I just definitely didn't have that. So even though I liked the company, I didn't like feeling trapped. And now I have so much time freedom. I don't know what to do with it. I mean, now I'm just starting a podcast because um, we're in between seasons and it's COVID and anyway, so, uh, looking forward to continuing this and, uh, you guys can, can learn with me as I grow on how to do this. Cause I am brand new to this whole idea of podcasting. I am imagine that I will eventually have a secondary either podcast or maybe YouTube channel that's um, more for the wellness side of things. But this will be um, interviewing other people who I think just have interesting stories to tell about how they either escaped or avoided the office. Um, we'll get my husband on here at some point. And yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in. All those of you out there and um, looking forward to our next podcast. Thank you.